Hey team, welcome to the Addiction Coach Podcast where we talk about dealing with addiction, reorganizing life and creating new opportunities for success in life, love, work and relationships. I'm Conrad Tracy, the private addiction coach from Melbourne, Australia. I designed this podcast to create a space for me to speak freely about my personal experience with addiction and share my ideas about turning your life around and moving from liability to leadership. Today, I'm excited to talk to you about about winning the war in your head. So I have had so many conversations this week uh, with people and, you know, we talk to people every single day. And one of the things that constantly comes up is, you know, I'm able to stop. That's not the issue. So I'm able to get to the point where I can, you know, get a few days up. I can get three, four, five, seven, even 10, you know, whatever it is for the, the person. Some people have really, really good willpower. Okay, but what happens is people typically start to lose the war in their head. Okay, and this is a really, really important topic, and I don't think people talk about it enough. So I'm excited to share my knowledge about winning the war in your head with you today. Now, the analogy that I want to draw. So I don't know if you guys like know like marionettes or puppets, uh, puppeteers. So when you're in active addiction and this is like when you're in it in it and also when you think you're out of it and this is the really important part so we know in active addiction that we've got no control right we we've been pushed and pulled and you know left arm up right arm up do a dance and it's all it's all the puppeteer it's all the hijacker which i call it the hijacker and you get to the point where you're just like this is my life and I'm going to, you know, be three hours late for something and sit in a room, you know, uh, waiting on this guy for four hours and let my family down and do all of this stuff. And it just becomes second nature. And it gets really, really sad when you accept that as your life. Okay. Now, what I want to talk about today is like realizing that the hijacker or the marionette is still around for a long, long time. Okay. And you might call this will. Uh, I like to refer to it sometimes as will. So understanding what is your will and understanding what is the, the will of the addiction or the will of the shadow or the will of the hijacker. You know, you can use any analogy that you like, but we have to understand that even when we stop, we still have to be very, very diligent. Okay. So some of the frustrations that I hear from people all of the time, they say things like, um, you know, I'm disconnected from reality. So like I've stopped using, but like, I feel like I'm sitting out here by myself. I don't know how to reintegrate. Um, there's all of this stuff going on in my mind and I feel very, very out of sorts. Um, people say, you know, things like, I'm going to swear, so just prepare yourself if you're not into swear words. Um, I'm bullshitting myself and others. Okay. So that's around like internal dialogue. Um, and it might be like a person who is putting up a, a, you know, a front of being well and being happy, but inside they really know that their thoughts are not congruent, right? They're not in alignment with their actions. Okay, and this is super, super important. And um, this one's really interesting. So I'm manipulating people and situations. 
Okay, so you noticed I said I'm manipulating, you know, people and situations, and I want to give you some grace, okay? Because like I know, I mean, I know personally when I was in active addiction, I did like really abhorrent things, um, and things that I've made amends for, and things that I've worked through, and I've mended the fences. But like I knew that those actions and those manipulations and those thoughts and all of those stuff, they were. I mean, obviously I take responsibility for them because that's integral, but like you've got to give the addiction or the hijacker some credit for that stuff. And if you don't, you just end up thinking that you're a terrible person and you feel very, very down on yourself. And it's very, very hard to build any self-efficacy or confidence and get back up on your feet, okay? So I'm manipulating people I'm, and in situations, I'm disconnected, which we kind of talked about at the top, and also I'm lying a lot, right? So what we want to get to is a place where we are being a little bit more honest with ourselves and others and we're showing up okay so we're doing what we said we're going to do when we said we were going to do it we are practicing some integrity and we're kind of reconnected or reassimilated or reintegrated um, and I believe, you know, reintegration starts with reintegration of self. So let's talk about the integrity piece for a minute. <clears throat> so let's just say, you know, we're trying to get clean and um, everybody wants us to do this thing and there's this pressure and also a bit of pressure from ourselves. But like we know that the internal dialogue, what's going on in our head is probably more pushing us towards going back to that life um, we're not being completely honest with ourselves uh, and other people, and we're still being controlled by this hijacker. So today we're talking about winning the war in your head. Now, integrity is a big one. So after five years of, of, of being you know, clean and, and living this life and really living it and getting deeply involved in, in what it takes to stay well and happy, um, I think, you know, really it comes down to integrity and it comes down to your moral compass and it comes down also to your motivations. Okay. So for me, I'm, you know, five years plus clean. I've got an amazing, like just incredible life, which I deserve because I've worked really hard for it. But I still have to check in with myself to make sure that I'm winning the war in my head, that I'm not being manipulated, that I'm not being, you know, I'm not on the other end of the marionette. And things that I ask myself are, are, are like, you know, is this the right or the wrong thing to do? Um, Conrad, what are your motivations? You know, are you being manipulative? Uh, are you in your integrity? But look, we'll get more into that because there's a whole other topic that I talk about, which is optimal and suboptimal behavior. So. Integrity is important. Now, the biggest mistakes that you can make. So if you are really serious about this thing, you're like, I'm seven days clean and I'm going to stay clean and I can do it by myself, you know, and you have to avoid these things at all costs. Okay. So zero accountability and running your own race. This is a classic one. And again, I don't hear people talk about it a lot. So the moment 
And this is hard, right? Because some of us are really smart. Some of us are, are good at stuff. Like we might have a degree in this, or we might be a, a genius at that, or we might be naturally gifted at this other thing. But when it comes to drugs and alcohol and gambling, um, we don't know what we're doing. We've got no control, but we think we do because the ego gets in the way, okay? So running your own show or running your own race is one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. And I'll give you some examples. So I think traditional ways of getting uh, clean, like going to NA or AA, they're a bit too rigid. Uh, I don't think that they, they work with like modern day life. Some people will agree with me, some people will disagree, and that is all good. If you decide, I'm going to NA, or I'm going to AA, I'm going to go work with Conrad, or I'm going to go to Smart Recovery, or I'm going to go to rehab, like whatever you do, you've got to go there, yeah, and you've got to like not put your tail between your legs because I don't like that energy either, but like you've got to wave a, wave a flag and go, I, I give in, you know, like I, I admit that my way of doing things has not worked and I am open and receptive to new styles of learning and information, okay? Um, and if I were to give myself credit in my recovery, I would say that when I got to the point where I was absolutely fucked and I had no other choice and I had exercised every lie and every excuse and every justification and every blah, 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 you know, I know, I know the way I just gave up and I went and I did exactly what I was told <laughs> and I did it for a long time. And, you know, on reflection, I, I wish I hadn't um, because you do know, like I, I wish I had for a period, but then also I lost my will um, and I started kind of listening to things that I, I knew were not really true or really smart um, or really for me, okay? Anyway, I don't want to digress, but don't run your own show. The minute you start saying, oh, but I know the way, no, I'm going to do it this way. I'll, I'll do what you say, but I'll do half of it and then I'll do the rest my way. Yeah, uh, that is when you'll come unstuck very, very uh, quickly. We all know that classic adage, you know, expecting different results. So like, um, you know, same actions uh, expect, what do they say? Expecting uh, different results from the same actions, something like that. Um, saying to ourselves things like, it will be different this time. Okay, so creating justifications. I want you to know that every time you have a conversation with yourself like this, every time you say, it will be different, I'll just have one, um, I deserve it, is a classic, you know, I've worked hard, I'm seven days clean, maybe I'll go have a pipe, like, fuck. Um, it's you, but also your addiction has a lot to do with it, okay? You have to understand that they're, they're two things, right? There's you and there's your addiction. So I want you to understand that you need to start doing this, okay? And I'll tell you this, as soon as you do that, as soon as there's that glimmer of light in between there, your addiction will, it will claw at you. It will do everything in its power to pull you back, right? Like a, a, a person who's desperately codependent. It will throw everything at you to try and get you to re merge and creating that distance is hard maintaining it is winning the war in your head and the hardest part which comes next is when it leaves and you're sitting here by yourself you feel very isolated okay and that is where a lot of people fall down they're like okay i'm i'm winning the physical game i'm winning the mental game and i think 
I'm in my own will, but I feel lonely and I feel sad and I feel isolated and I know they're not really my friends, but like it feels like a great idea to go and hang out with them right now because I can't deal with this loneliness. Okay? That is where you need to have support. That is where you need to have community connection and you need to have a sense of future. Okay? And again, I don't want to digress because that's another thing, but there's a lot in this stuff. So, I want to give you some actionable tools today to help you win the war in your head. Now, I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to do it quickly because I want to try and keep this to 20 minutes so people actually listen to it. Um, Motivation. So we know now from the latest kind of studies that the negative connotation or the negative result of something is more motivating than the positive one, which is kind of weird. So a super clean, like easy example. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get rock hard abs and I'm going to get all of the uh, chicks or all of the guys or whatever you're into. and, And that is my motivation. Okay. That's what we typically think will get us there. But what is more motivating is if you say to yourself, if I don't go to the gym, uh, I am going to get fat uh, and in an unhealthy way, not in a natural, happy with your body way. Uh, I'm going to get high cholesterol. Uh, The kids are going to run circles around me and I'll probably die of a coronary heart attack like my father, right? At 65. That is extremely motivating. Okay, so the first thing that I get people to do is uh, we do a list called the I never want to list. And we do it over a number of categories. um, And they might include things like uh, mental and physical health, finances, relationships, um, a couple of others, right? But I won't go too, too far into it. And what you need to do is you need to be very specific. Okay, so you might say if you're an alcoholic, like I never ever want to wake up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror and have reflux and hiccups from alcohol the night before. And if you're into methamphetamines, right, you might want to say, I never want to stay in my room for like four days looking at porn and not eating and not drinking and just be covered in my own sweat and shit and muck, right? Um, Or I don't want to destroy my teeth, okay? They have to be like pointy things that you you think about and go, oh, yeah, I actually really never, ever, ever, ever want to do that again, okay? I had a participant, uh, he's one of, he's he's an incredible human being. Uh, I met him like 18 months ago and he has had an incredible journey, massive success, huge job, um, beautiful human being. And he almost used this weekend. And it was a family trigger, which we all know is very triggering. Uh, And you know what he said to me? He came into the group and he said, the thing that saved me, the thing that stopped me was my I never want to do list. And he he put it off his desk and he put it up to the camera and showed the entire group. And he wrote that like nearly 18 months ago. Uh, and he said that was the difference. So this stuff really, really works, okay? So you need to be super clear about what you never, ever, ever want to do again. I never want to 
withdraw money from my mortgage to buy drugs. I never want to do cash withdrawals from my credit card. I, don't, I never want to blah, 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 blah. Like you've really got to be crystal clear um, about why you are not going to, to do this behavior. And then when the little guy creeps in and goes, hey, it's a great idea. You've got time. You've got two days off. You don't have to be at work. You don't have the kids, you know, like you don't need two days. Right? People I work with, super smart, highly intelligent, they need 30, 30 minutes. Right? So guys, welcome. We're talking about uh, winning the war in your head today. And that is the first exercise I want you to do. So get super clear about why you are, um, what you'd never ever want to do again. The other thing is, a, is more of a, vis a visualization thing and I call it filters. Now filters can be used for a number of um, situations, but I like to challenge my internal dialogue, okay? Because you have to. I'm not gonna sit here and go, I don't have thoughts about doing things and behaving ways and like, I do every day. The difference between me and, you know, a person who, um, who acts on them is that I know how to have a conversation with them, yeah? And I know how to win that conversation. I know how to win the war in my head. And this is a really simple tool to, to try it. Uh, think about yourself right, standing here and you might be uh, surrounded by three really nice, white, puffy, cumulus clouds, not clouds that come out of a crack pipe. Um, and like monkey magic clouds. I don't know if you watch that, I probably show my age. But what I want you to think of those as as filters, so bang, 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 and everything else is in the atmosphere, okay? And it's coming to get you, right? It's thoughts, actions, people you don't wanna see, situations. And <clears throat> with the, the thoughts, which is what we're talking about today, winning the war in your head, you have to run them through the filter. So three simple questions to ask yourself. You say, does, will this serve or does this serve my recovery? Does this serve my mental and physical health? And does this serve my relationships with myself and with others? And if the answer is a no to all three, then it has got to be a hard no to that thing, right? That piece of input, like a friend going, hey, like you're doing so well, just come down to the pub, you'll be fine. We won't drink, nothing will happen. And then, you know, you go have one beer and then a bag and then you're either using meth. Okay, uh, which is another real situation that I'm talking about that I've heard in the last three or four days. Okay, so this is no joke. Like this is really, really serious stuff. And if you're here watching this, you know how easy it is for that to happen. Okay, so you've got to have some resilience. You've got to have like a crew around you, filters around you to help you to make better choices. Now, I said earlier, I've nailed that down to one filter and it's like, is this the right or the wrong thing to do? I don't recommend that you do that. You've got to put it across things that matter. You've got to put it across yourself and that's often the, the thing that we care least about. You've got to put it across your mental and physical health and you've got to put it across your relationships, okay? Also a really good time to like pick up a phone, call a friend, connect with people. So I hope that that is helpful. The I never want to do list and the filters list. Now, for those of you that, have, that are watching, thank you. Um, if you want the PDF for the I Never Want To uh, exercise or you want the PDF for the filters exercise, 
just shoot me a DM and say, hey, Conrad, I watched your thing on winning the war in your head, please send me the PDFs and I will get them to you or the team will get them to you. Now, let's wrap this up. Um, before we finish, I wanna give you a couple of things to remember. So you have to know that your addiction is cunning, it's manipulative, it is very, very powerful and your brain is trained for reward, okay? And more so than, you know, than ever, like we've got watches that beeps, phones, like everything is like, quick, quick, quick dopamine. We are not as capable as we used to be of being happy with, um, you know, calm and quiet and self, uh, which is a real tool. So you have to be able to rewire, okay? And every time that you make a choice, so every time you go, I am not going to do that thing because it does not serve my recovery, my mental health and my relationships, you rewire and you win, okay? And you go tick. And then you've got to go tick again and tick again and tick again for days and weeks and months and years. And that is consistency, routine, planning, practice. And that is when you start to win. Um, and that is when you are controlling the dialogue. That is when you are in your will. And that is when you can go and reintegrate and feel happy and calm with life uh, and be able to interact with social situations and do all of the things that we want to do. So remember, you have to be honest. Don't lie to yourself and don't lie to other people. I used to, you know, um, yeah, I think you're on this call. My girlfriend is, is here. Uh, she might not still be watching, but thanks for watching. Um, I used to say it to her, I feel like using. And I did that without um, fear of judgment, without fear of guilt. I'm just like, I feel it and I have to say it, otherwise, it's going to stay in here and it's going to fester and the guy's going to start chirping and in half an hour I'll be off. Okay. So you've got to be honest. You've got to be checking in with others, which is that point exactly. And you have to make sure that you are as long uh, alongside the kind of rewiring with the, the behavioral stuff, you have to start learning. Okay, so if you want to behave differently, if you want new patterns, if you want to rewire, another thing that is super, super valuable for winning the war in your head is education and learning. Okay, so you guys being here and listening to me, you know, go on for 25 minutes about this stuff is exactly that. Okay, you would, and I, look, I don't like talking about myself, but I'll say this, you would not believe how many times I have heard from like, probably, you know, 50 to 60 individuals, I was going to do this thing. And then I remember that you said, I've got to go and do this instead. Or I watched your training, or I listened to your podcast, or I watched your live. And I remember that you said, pick up a phone or um, go in a different direction. Okay. So it's not because I'm a genius. It's because you're, you picked up the information and your brain's integrating it. Okay. So really, really good. Now, that's about all I have to say on this. Um, I wanna share one thing with you before I leave and it, one of my clients um, or participants, uh, she's from Grafton, she's an incredible woman. She said something to me <laughs> this week which I really, really liked. She said, Conrad, that's not even a thought that I wanna have. And I was like, that is very, very good. That is very, very powerful. So like I'm sitting here running things through bloody filters and doing all of this like stuff. 
And if you can say to yourself, if you've got a line that's powerful like that and you know, you start getting into this internal dialogue with the with the hijacker, with the, the puppeteer, um, and you can say something like, that is not even a thought that I want to have. And you can move on. Really, really good. So I'll see you next week, Tuesday, uh, 8.30. Uh, if you guys have got like anything that you want to learn about, just tell me. I'm just picking topics. So give me some feedback, uh, give me some ideas, and I will help. And remember, if you want the PDFs, send me a message. Probably do it in Instagram and we'll get it to you today. I hope this has been helpful and thank you so much for staying with me. It's like, it's an absolute, um, it's an honor. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Bye.